If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by James Parsons. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Episode 275 of Nintendo Switchcraft is also brought to you by my other podcast, Run Jump Stomp. Head on over to anchor.fm slash runjumpstomp and subscribe today. It's absolutely free. You can listen to it in your favorite podcast player. It is Run Jump Stomp, your thoughts on gaming. It's a a call-in show, so you guys call in, tell me what you think about video games, and I respond. Again, that URL is anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm slash runjumpstomp. Head on over there and subscribe today. Well, excuse me, princess. If there's one word that you can use to describe Nintendo, it would be litigious. They are a company that vehemently pursues copyright infringements against them. Uh, Recently, we heard some very, very good news out of Nintendo that they were getting rid of the Nintendo Creators Program, which allowed me and other people on YouTube and Twitch to be able to stream or post Nintendo content without worrying that they would come after us. Uh, I, I looked at that and I said that that's great. And then, uh, but you also have to look at what else Nintendo's done this year. They've come down on uh, ROM sharing sites like Love ROMs um, and sued them for millions and millions of dollars. I think it was $12 million that, that they sued uh, ROM sites for. And uh, their, their, their lawyers have been working overtime. And they are now suing this guy who he's got a whole bunch of NES classics. And it's not because he's scalping them. I can't stand scalpers, but it's not because he's scalping them. The Nintendo's suing him because he modded those NES classics and dumped a bunch of ROMs on there that he obviously doesn't have the rights to. Like hundreds of... Uh, ROMs of NES games are on these systems and he is selling them and Nintendo is going after him for that, which they have to do. I mean, if they don't do that, then it is it is, uh, it is possible that they could lose their copyright. That's how copyright law works in my non-lawyer uh, understanding, is that if a company has a copyright on something and somebody infringes upon that copyright, and then the the company who owns the copyright does not uh, take legal matters to pursue the copyright infringement, then they could lose the uh, the copyright. Uh, uh, Redneck uh, Matt in chat says uh, it's a very squatters' rights kind of situation. So basically, 
if I have a copyright on a character, like we'll pretend I'm Nintendo, I have a Mario character, and somebody else is, starts making a Mario game, and if I don't sue them, then I could lose the rights to sue anybody for doing that. So this guy is clearly violating copyright by uh, putting a bunch of pirated ROMs on his uh, system uh, that he is then selling to people. And, you know, there are there are kind of legal gray areas when it comes to emulation. I kind of come down on the side of it's okay as long as there's no legal way for you to buy the game. And, yes, I know you could go to a used game shop and spend hundreds of dollars on a rare cartridge. But it's not like Nintendo actually gets any of that money anyway. So I don't really see that as being a valid argument. However, if Nintendo gives me the option to spend money for things that I like, then clearly I will. I've got here in my hand an NES Classic, not modded without ROMs on it. I've got a Super Nintendo Classic, again, not modded without ROMs on it. And if Nintendo were to bring out an N64 Classic, which if you listen to Reggie fils um, it's not in the cards in the future... But if they were to bring out an N64 Classic, I would gladly part with some of my hard-earned cash in order to pick up one of those as well. Because I want to support companies that make stuff that I like. However, if I want to play, um, let's say, I'm trying to think of an old game that, uh, uh, Golgo 13. Let's say I want to play Golgo 13, which is an old NES game. Um, If I want to play that and there's no way for me to legally buy that, giving the company that made it uh, money, if there's no way for me to legally buy it, then I feel like it's okay for me to play a ROM of that. I know that some people would disagree with me there, and that's totally fine. That's why I think it's a legal gray area and a moral gray area. Um, I'm okay with people disagreeing with me on that. I know that there's a lot of people that disagree with me on that. Um, there's also people who think you should just be able to download whatever you want and never have to pay for video games, which I think that those people are just bananas crazy, but that's not really what we're talking about here. We're talking about a guy who has downloaded all these ROMs and then used them to make a profit, which is way outside the realm of a legal gray area or a moral gray area. This is... 100% illegal, immoral, and just downright stupid. I can't believe that this guy would think that Nintendo would just let that go. Although, to be fair, and this is a phrase that I never thought I'd say, Soulja Boy, which I think my first year teaching, my students were doing the Soulja Boy uh, Superman dance. Like they would... uh, Ask if they could like like have a little competition on who could do the dance the best. Teenagers, you know, um, Soldier Boy is selling a retro console for I think it's $150 and it contains a whole bunch of ROMs. I think there's there's hundreds of games on it and some of them are Nintendo games from what I heard. So I think that he's probably going to get a and d from, from Nintendo as well. He's probably going to get sued by Nintendo. My guess is he has no idea what's happening. He just put his name on something and said, I like video games. I'm going to sell this and make some money off it. Uh, you know, use my brand to try and, and make some, some cash. And I don't blame him for doing that, but 
he should know what he's getting into. And uh, if this guy is getting sued by Nintendo, then I bet you Soldier Boy is getting sued by Nintendo as well. And hopefully that is the last time that I have to say Soldier Boy on this podcast because that is irritating to say. Um, the reason I'm bringing this up is not because it's a big deal that Nintendo is suing them. This is exactly what they are supposed to do. But in the legal documents, there's this really strange phrase that Nintendo used, and it kind of jumped out at a lot of people. And uh, this is from GoNintendo.com. It says here, Nintendo Switch users can purchase games either digitally from the official Nintendo Switch online shop, formerly the Nintendo eShop, or in physical copies. Let me read that again. Either from the official Nintendo Switch online shop, formerly the Nintendo eShop. So it seems like, and and I'm going to, I think that this is, I'm going to say it's a rumor, but it's pretty, it's pretty, um, it feels like it's probably true that Nintendo is changing the name of the eShop to the Nintendo Switch Online Shop. Now, why? Why would they do that? I mean, there is a lot of brand recognition with the name eShop, but at the same time, it also feels a little archaic, kind of like when you uh, look at an iPhone like that is a holdover from not not that this is an archaic device, but the name feels like it is uh, anachronistic. It's it's out of a it's out of its time because this is you know the whole i whatever came out when back when the the iMacs were first coming out and they had those stupid translucent uh, plastic computers that that Apple was selling. I mean, it just seems really strange. An eShop kind of feels the same way. It reminds me of eSurance, like those stupid commercials where they were trying to sell me insurance on the internet or or something like that. I can't remember exactly how that works. Putting E in front of stuff and putting I in front of stuff, like that is something that was very 1990s, very, well, not 19, late 1990s, uh, very early 2000s, and Perhaps Nintendo is looking at that and they're like, well, it sounds kind of dumb. Maybe we should move away from it, even though there is a lot of brand recognition there. Uh, So, you know, formerly the Nintendo eShop, what does that mean? Does it mean that they're just going to change the name or are we going to see other uh, changes? Because they're suing this guy over ROMs of very old video games. So when when in this they say Nintendo Switch users can purchase games either digitally or physical copies, when they say that they can purchase them digitally, that's not talking about a subscription to the Nintendo Switch online service. That is talking about handing over your money and getting your license in return uh, in a digital fashion. That is... Very interesting. So does that mean that there's a possibility that when we switch from the eShop over to the Nintendo Switch online shop, does that mean that there's a possibility that we're going to be able to purchase 
retro video games. I don't know. I've talked about this on the show before. What I'd really like to see myself is basically the NES Classic as a as a game that I can buy on my Switch. So I could go there, buy the NES Classic, and play the games that are on the NES Classic with the same exact interface that's already on here. Uh, I think that that would be really cool. Same thing with the Super Nintendo Classic. And that would also mean that Nintendo doesn't have to spend any money manufacturing hardware, um, especially since they have said that once these run out, they're not making any more. Once the NES Classic is gone, once the Super Nintendo Classic is gone, those two are then sunset, and they're not going to be manufacturing more of them. Of course, they've said that before, but this time I think I'm buying into it. I think that this time they re- they like they kickstarted the 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 old uh, money printing machines because a lot of people complained that they were really hard to get. They're not hard to get anymore. You can easily go to a store. You can find Super Nintendo Classics and NES Classics on the shelf. Uh, every time I've gone to Best Buy lately, which is the only store in the in the in the local mall that I can stomach going into because there's there's nothing else in the mall that is interesting to me. Uh, Best Buy has the stuff that I would be interested in, but every time I go into Best Buy, I always see the NES Classic and Super Nintendo Classic. So I would like to see basically a a a digital version of of our NES and Super Nintendo Classic on the Nintendo Switch. I would also like to see that sold as a physical cartridge that you could get. And then they could also sell the NES Classic 2 as a digital game or the uh, Super Nintendo Classic as a digital game. And all of the complaints that a lot of people had about the NES Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic was, okay, well, you gave me all these games, but how come I don't have those games on it well maybe that could be in the sequel to the nes classic and super nintendo classic at least for me um redneck says well rjs you're speaking logically and nintendo doesn't necessarily follow logic um uh, yeah i i know nintendo doesn't always follow logic there's a lot of things that nintendo won't do but for a long time, there's a lot of things that we would assume Nintendo would never do, and they just changed it. I mean, I talked about the, I think I talked about this at the beginning, but the 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 first thing that comes to mind is I never thought Nintendo would allow content creators like myself to be able to make and monetize content using Nintendo's intellectual property. That's crazy to me that that's happened. And at the end of the year, the Nintendo Creators Program is being shuttled, and we are free to do whatever we want. So, uh, well, within reason, as long as we're not being, you know, gross with their with their IP or anything, because uh, then they'll come after you. But I think that we might be looking at a new Nintendo here. We do have a, a new president, Mr. Furukawa, who is very young compared to the outgoing Mr. Kimishima and his... Uh, predecessor, um, Mr. Iwata. So maybe the introduction of younger leadership at Nintendo is uh, starting to have an effect that a lot of people will be happy about. Who knows? Cross your fingers. I hope that this stuff happens. But it's very interesting that 
we find out things like this from a court filing. So I don't know who sits there and reads this stuff. It certainly isn't me, but uh, I'm glad that they did, and I'm glad that they noticed this stuff so I can tell you about it. What do you guys think? Let me know. There's been a lot of talk lately about a Nintendo Switch Pro or a new version of the Nintendo Switch coming, and I haven't really talked about it too much. I talked about it a few months ago when when rumors started surfacing, and basically I'll reiterate what I've said before. If Nintendo makes any changes to hardware, they they, they won't affect how games run on the system. What they will affect are things like how good of a screen do we have? How much battery length do we get? And the way that they would change those things is by changing the internals in ways not to make the system more powerful, but to make the system more efficient. And recently people have been talking again about the Nintendo Switch Pro and like I said, I haven't talked about it much, but somebody asked Reggie fils about it. He's the president of Nintendo of America. And he had a very uh, important quote that I'm going to read to you now. This is from T3.com, which I'd never heard of before. Uh, but this is the quote. It says, the current execution of Nintendo Switch with the Joy-Con and all of the capabilities is the focus for Nintendo this should allay fears from potential customers that their brand new Switch would be outdated in a matter of months. So I don't feel like I don't feel like Nintendo is going to bring out a new Switch in 2019 at all. Like I doubt that's going to happen. If they do bring out a new Switch, I think it would be in 2020. And I think it might have a nicer screen, maybe LED instead of LCD. I don't think it would be a higher resolution screen because if they bring a higher resolution screen, then that's going to push more pixels, which requires more processing power and more processing power is going to eat up more battery, which makes the battery die faster and makes the, if they, if they want to keep that same battery life, which a lot of people complained about when the switch was first launched, they said three hours of battery life to play Zelda. That's stupid. A lot of people complained about that having the battery life be even shorter by pushing more pixels and handheld mode would be an absolute disaster. So I don't think that the screen would be any higher resolution. It would probably stick at 720. And it makes a lot of sense for that because that means that developers don't have to say, oh, okay, well, I'm going to detect handheld mode. And if you're running handheld mode in one of the older systems, then it'll run in 720. If you're running in handheld mode in one of the newer systems, then it'll run at 1080p. And if you dock it, then it's going to do this. I, I don't think that that's an issue that they want to... They want to keep development for the Nintendo Switch easy. And that's what a lot of developers have said about the Switch. They've said, development on this is really easy. And if you want to have lots of people make games for your system, you make development easy. So rather than introduce a whole new nest of problems, I think Nintendo will stick with a 720p screen. It might be LED with brighter colors. It might look nicer, but it's not going to uh, be higher resolution in my opinion. 
And even if it was, or, or even if Nintendo had decided to do that, I think that that would be a huge mistake because I'd prefer myself higher frame rate over resolution any day of the week. Let's let's talk about what else what what else they might do. I think it's it's possible that they might put a new chip in there. Now, some people would look at that and they'd say, "Oh my gosh, a new chip in the Nintendo Switch." Well, that would mean that they could push the graphics so much more. The Nintendo Switch is not a system that is being sold to people because of the graphics. It's being sold to people because of the amazing first-party games, the really good third-party support, and the fact that you can either plug it into your TV or take it with you. It's not about the graphics. If you want to buy a system that has beautiful graphics, not that the Switch doesn't have beautiful graphics because, my God, uh, some of the games look amazing on there, but if you're looking for a game that has the best graphics then you want to get either a PS4 Pro or an Xbox One X. That's your option if you are uh, interested in graphics above all else. So why would Nintendo replace a chip if they aren't going to go with better graphics? Well, a very, very simple reason. A new chip would be more efficient, allowing you to run the, um, the chip for doing the same exact task as an older version of the Switch, but using less battery. This is something that Apple kind of focused on uh, a while back. They even put it in their presentations where they they, they talked about, uh, yes, having a lot of power in your chips is really important, but instead of giving us like cycles per second, what they are more interested is telling us what, what can you get per watt. Because... We're, we're continuously 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 moving towards a a more portable computing environment and being able to take these devices with us and have them last all day is very important. I mean it's not super important for the switch that it lasts all day because it's a gaming device. It's not there to uh, complete tasks. it's there to entertain and uh, replacing that chip would allow them to entertain or, as Nintendo would probably put it, bring smiles to the face of their customers for an extended period of time. So I think that that's a possibility for a hardware refresh. Again, I don't think that'll happen this year, probably in 2020. And um, it, it's not unlike Nintendo to do to, to do hardware refreshes. They don't do it as much with... Um, well, uh, the NES had a hardware refresh for... They had like a top-loading NES. The Super Nintendo, I don't know if that had a hardware refresh. The N64 did not. The GameCube did not. The Wii had a hardware refresh. And the Wii U, I don't believe, had a hardware refresh. But if you look at the uh, at their handheld devices, those more consistently end up with hardware refreshes multiple times per life cycle things like the 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 ds that had well actually well let's go back a little further we've got the game boy to the game boy color some would say that that's a hardware refresh because it, they could play the same games just some of them would be in color if you played on the new one um then you have the game boy advance and the game boy advance sp then 
Well, that's where they started going with that clamshell design uh, for the Game Boy line. And then when we had the 3D, or I'm sorry, the DS, they ended up bringing out the DS Lite uh, and then the DS Lite XL. And then with the 3DS, they kind of did those same things again, uh, just refreshing the hardware, finding ways to improve the um, the the price at which they would would um, the or the cost at which they would um, manufacture these items, and then they would keep the price basically the same and not lower the price unless they needed to, just in order to bring up profits some more. Um, Jay Hartley said, uh, "I'd like to see more screen." real estate so you can get rid of those bezels i i I would agree with that that getting rid of the bezels would be good however that means that a 720p screen would need to be bigger and would that look less less good if you look at the what's the word if you look at the 3ds and compare it to the 3ds xl those are both the same resolution screen the 240p on both and it clearly looks better in the 3DS than it does on the XL because those pixels kind of get stretched out. Uh, Jay Hartley says the N64 had that expansion th- pack thing, but that was all. That's correct. It did. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious as to what you guys think of this. I don't see Nintendo doing that in 2019, possibly 2020. Just a hardware refresh. I think the form factor would stay the same because a lot of the form factor depends on the size of the Joy-Cons. And these Joy-Cons, I don't feel like they should be any bigger and they definitely shouldn't be any smaller. I think that these are a really good size to fit in your hand. And because of the size of these, you want to have the Switch be the same height across and because it's the same height across then you would probably want to have it be the same width across uh so at the end of the day the joy con uh is the determining factor into the form factor of the nintendo switch could they go apple's route though and instead of making it bigger screen could they just make it thinner one of the first things that I noticed about the Nintendo Switch when I pulled it out of the box back in March of 2016 was how dense it is. It was a very heavy device. And if Nintendo could make it thinner, then maybe people might like that. But I think what people would like more is to uh, shrink down the internals and then fill the extra empty space with more battery. At the same time, if you do that, you increase the weight of the Nintendo Switch, and now it's not as as comfortable to play with. So there's really a lot of factors that would go into any updates. And for the most part, this will be the last thing I say, is I think that perhaps a new chip, perhaps a new screen, but no big changes that the consumer would really notice. Anyway, uh that's it for it that's it for it that's it for that (laughs) let's move on omen sight is this really cool third person action game that i just started playing the other day i'm i'm probably two hours into it not very far um the the things that i notice about omen sight is the storytelling it's got really cool and compelling 
story t- storytelling. There are lots of cutscenes, which most of the time I don't like lots of cutscenes in a game. I don't like to watch my games. I like to play my games. Uh, but these cutscenes didn't really bother me. In fact, I kind of enjoyed them, and I think that was uh, thanks to the the excellent voice acting. I think the voice acting is really good. I'm enjoying listening to the characters deliver their lines, and everybody every every character seems to have a real personality. There's nobody that really feels flat. Uh, there were some cutscenes where there was like this little mouse guy, and he was yelling, and I thought that was a little weak. But for the most part. I felt like the voice acting in in Omen Sight has been really on point, and I've been enjoying it. I also really like the art direction of the game. Everything seems kind of almost painted, but at the same time with a color palette that wouldn't really... It, it feels like a very, very unique color palette. The graphics... I mean, I like the art direction a lot. The graphics on the Switch look a little low res like they like they brought it down in order to uh, make it run at a stable frame rate everything looks a little bit blurry but unless you really really care about um, how high of a resolution you get I think that the graphics look okay I did notice that when I was during like the loading screens I was getting lots and lots of uh, slowdown lots of dropped frames but I think that I, I don't think I saw that at at all during gameplay. Just during the loading loading screen, uh, I'm not sure what was happening there. Maybe there's a patch that they can do later. But literally, it would freeze for a couple of seconds during a loading screen. So like they have particles going across the screen while things are loading in, and everything would just grind to a halt, and then. After a couple seconds, it would pick up where it went off. And I, I even considered, oh, should I shut off my switch? Did something happen? Uh, just for a second, and then it came back on. So I, I thought that that was really weird, but, you know, it's certainly not impacting gameplay at all. The The, the gameplay is very interesting. The, the game has combat and RPG elements that very much remind me of the Batman Arkham games. Uh, it's not open world it's it's a little more linear than that but the combat and rpg elements remind me of that so there's a lot of player choice as to where you're going to put the points that you get as you level up you even get to kind of choose um which storylines you're going to pursue and i really like that and then the combat very much like Batman, where you'll have three to four enemies that are nearby, and um, you have to pay attention to them. That like this guy, you're fighting guy A in front of you, and guy B uh, exclamation point will pop up over his head because he's about to attack you, and you need to dodge out of the way. It was a, a system that when when I watched it uh, in the old bat or in the Batman Arkham games, I thought. All right, that looks kind of cool. But then when I got my hands on the controller in those games, I really enjoyed it. And so I'm, I'm enjoying it in uh, Omen Sight as well. Uh, I, I said before, the character design is really cool. It's it's all about anthropomorphic animals, and like they're in these different tribes. So like there's the, the Rodentia tribe, and then there's like the bear people, and uh, like this, this bear dude that's hanging out with you has this cool Scottish accent. And there's this really cool designed like ghost witch that is who you go to when you um, 
when you level up things and like her design reminds me of the Skeksis from the Dark Crystal if you've never watched the actually no not the Skeksis um oh my god what are those guys called the the good guys like there's the Skeksis or the bad guys and then there's these giant good guys that at the beginning of the Dark Crystal they're all like kind of singing to the sky uh if you remember what what those guys are called please let me know uh if you're watching it on YouTube let me know down below or you can email me uh runjumpstomp at gmail.com and let me know what those guys are called because I can't remember uh, but they remind she reminds me of those guys like her character design the music in the game is pretty damn rad like it jumped right out to me right at the very beginning I I, I heard the music and I was like ooh I like this music a lot so there's a lot about Omen Sight that is very very appealing to me I think it's a real shame that the game came out when it did because it's coming out right on the heels of smash and smash is this juggernaut that is just going to overwhelm anything um (laughs) it's kind of like when when uh we get a release date for the next star wars movie and all of the other movies are like um we're gonna change our date to be a week before that or a week after that or two weeks after that because we don't want to compete with that And it makes a lot of sense. You don't want to compete with Smash, but Omen Sight is competing with Smash, which seems to be looming over everything this time of year. I'm really enjoying it. I've only played a couple hours, and I'm going to play some more. um, If I can tear myself away from uh, uh, playing more Kirby uh, on on Smash. Uh, But Omen Sight is really cool, and uh, if you haven't checked it out, make sure that you do. People in the industry say Nintendo simply has the best game. Music for today's episode can be found over at runjumpstomp.com slash music. Don't forget, if you want to watch the full show, come and hang out with us live. See how the sausage is made over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to my YouTube videos over at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. I've got other podcasts to listen to. Uh, Run Jump Stomp is my uh, your your thoughts on gaming podcasts. It's a, it's a call-in show about video games. Please check that out over at anchor.fm slash runjumpstomp. And 78 Degrees, I just ended up talking to my buddy Richard yesterday for about 45 minutes. We talked about British Parliamentarian Procedure and uh, Avengers Infinity War. Or, or no, Avengers um, Endgame, uh, as well as Infinity War and Guardians of the Galaxy and all that stuff. So we had a really good conversation about that stuff. If you haven't checked out that show, that's 78 Degrees. You can find that at anchor.fm slash 78 Degrees. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, Bill at, uh, no, not Bill. What is it? It's uh, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Get a hold of me there. Find me on Twitter. It's runjumpstomp everywhere. Just uh, Google runjumpstomp and you'll find it. I hope to see you guys next time. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.